to join us once again, the general manager of the Warriors, Bob Myers. Bob, first of all, congratulations on your first draft. And I know the focus is on Harrison Barnes, but how surprised were you to have Green still available with the 35th pick? You know what? That didn't make any sense to me, guys, and and thanks for having me on. Um, Shocking. I don't know. Sometimes that happens. Sometimes you you find something like that that just lands in your lap and – if you, it, we just that was an easy one. That was um, that was one that we didn't have to think too hard on. But we had him on our board, and as the picks went by, the second round there's two minutes in between picks, so things happened really quickly, and uh, we had a lot of contingencies because people wanted to buy it, they wanted to trade for it, give us a future second or some future picks going in the future, and uh, we said if our guy is gone, we'll trade the pick. But Green just kept sticking on the board, and, and we couldn't pass up on him. So we're, we're really happy about it. Bob, were you similarly happy to see that Harrison Barnes was available at 7? And did you consider at all trading the pick? You said your phone rang quite a bit. It was interesting. You never really know how other teams value players because it's, a, it's kind of a game of deception as to who likes who in front of you. And I've known the Portland Trailblazers general manager, Neil Olshay. I hired him 15 years ago to work out some of our players when, when I was an agent. So I've known him beyond general manager in professional sports. And I called him and I said, I said, man, can you help me out a little bit? I, I need to know who's on your board. And he started laughing. <laughs> and uh, he, said, he, said, he said, come on, I can't tell you that. And I just needed to know. And I, what I wanted to know was, although Damian Lillard, local kid, one of the best people we brought in, and I think it's going to be a very good player, that wasn't a position that we covered it as much. So I was hoping that Portland would take Lillard. And, and, and we thought, how can, how can a guy like Barnes be on the board at seven? I mean, he was being considered at two, at three, four, five, six. I think even Portland would have considered taking him, but they just needed a point guard, and, and the free agent point guards aren't as good this year. So it just all kind of fell into place. Um, so when, when Barnes was there, that was, that was another stroke of luck and just – Call the league. That's who we're taking. It was, it was pretty easy. Bob Myers with us, general manager of the Warriors. Bob, wasn't it just maybe two years ago that a lot of people considered Harrison Barnes the best player in the country? Uh, yeah, it was. And again, I think sometimes you look at some player hard enough and you're going to find problems. And, and I don't know how it is in other sports, and you guys probably know other executives in front offices, but the mindset that permeates the NBA at least as the draft approaches, especially for a player like Barnes who's had such attention, the longer he stays in school and the longer you look at him, it, it, it becomes more of what can't he do instead of what can he do. So I think people started getting fixated on, well, Barnes can't do this and Barnes can't do that. And you have to remember all the things he does do. And, uh, and that, that's not just Harrison Barnes. That's a lot of players. I mean, you see a guy like Jared Selinger, although he had – a red flag, all he did was average 20 and 10 and be an APL American. So he's a guy that would have been a top five pick last year. Barnes would have been probably arguably one or two last year. So we think we um, did a great job. And, 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 and you'll probably interview Harrison at some point. He's, he's one of the best kids you'll, uh, you'll talk to. Bob, one of the things you hear about uh, Barnes is that because of the nature of spacing you get in the NBA, he may be even a better pro than he was in college. And, of course, he's a great college player. Uh, was that a factor in the decision to choose him? Yeah, I, I made that point last night. Um, it's The spacing in the NBA is so different. So in college, there's no defensive three in the key. You beat your man off the dribble, and there's two guys standing there. Um, it just doesn't have the open type of game 
three-point line's further out. The key's bigger. Uh, again, I mentioned you can't sit in the key and just wait for, for for offensive players to come in there. So it's a different game, but I think it translates for Harris because he's big and he's athletic. He's got a six eleven wingspan. And he's got great size for position. I think any time you can draft players that have size at their position, uh, you've done a good job because you look in the in the NBA Finals and you look and see the teams that go far, a lot of it, has to do with size at their position. And Barnes is six eight three. I mean, that that's a perfect type of body for that position. Bob, we talked about weaknesses. Is one of Harrison Barnes's weaknesses an inability to get to the rim? I don't know if it's a weakness. I think what people see and saw in Harrison when they evaluate him is why doesn't he do it more? He can do it. But I think what people, when they say that as a weakness, there's two ways to view it. You can say he can't do it, and you could say he's uh He's a guy that doesn't have the ability. Or you can say, why doesn't he do it more? I think people with Harrison are more saying, why don't you do it more? But, again, we drafted Clay Thompson last year, and a lot of people said he's not athletic enough, he can't play in the pick and roll, um, he can't defend. And, and you know what? He's proved everybody wrong. He's athletic enough, he can't play in the pick and roll, and he's going to be a good defender. He's not going to be a great defender. He's going to be a, really, he's going to be a good defender. So a lot of times, again, you're so quick to be critical without giving these players a chance to show what they can do in the NBA. It's a little bit of a different game than college. Warriors GM Bob Myers with us on the Bay Area's New South for Sports, 95.7 the game. Bob, I know that uh, you, you are so close-focused on what you're doing, what your organization's up to, your own evaluations. With that said, as those picks in front of you unfolded yesterday, what was the biggest surprise? Oh, man, that's a good question. There's always surprises. I mean, I think I was surprised to see some of the players, like we mentioned, Green falling as far as he did. Um, some surprises up top. Waiters, waiters going forward was a little of a surprise. I think, um, although he's a talented player, um, I'm trying to think about some other surprises. It's hard. You, we have as much information as you're going to have. Uh, you couldn't have any more information. Our group did a great job with all the relationships we have throughout the league, of trying to do our own mock. So when we sit in the draft room, we mock out on a whiteboard uh, what we think the draft will be. And, and you'd think we'd have it nailed. No team has it nailed because you just don't really know. Uh, and then you're talking to agents. I have a lot of agencies to work with, and they're telling me what they think. And you, you try to put it all together. But on draft night, man, I, I'm trying to pinpoint one major surprise. Um, I can't think of one. I mean, I, we were pleasantly surprised that Azili was there at 30. I thought he'd go higher. And Green, I guess, Green was a surprise. Draymond Green going 35. I'm still scratching my head at that one. Bob, I assume we'll get to see some of these guys in Summer League. And I want to ask you about Summer League. In my opinion, a vastly underrated fan experience. Don't you agree? I mean, seriously, NBA Summer League, if you're a basketball fan, it's so much fun. I don't think it's uh, it's promoted as well as it should be, Bob. Yeah, it's a long story. I actually, um, it's funny, used to be in L.A., mm-hmm. and um, a guy named Warren Legary, who works in San Francisco, represents um, NBA coaches and players, decided on a napkin one day, I remember meeting with him, and he said, and this was, he was the brainchild of this, and I knew him from my old life, and he said, um, we've got to move the summer league to Vegas. And I said, you think the league will let you do that? And he said, well, I'm just going to get all the general managers and teams together, and let's, let's do it in Vegas. And I was an agent at the time, and I said, I said, he said, you, I said, how can I help you? He said, well, maybe you can get some sponsorship for it. So this was, I don't know what the first year was that it moved to Vegas. So it was about four or five people. 
And um, he really, on his own, got it started. And then the league saw it developing into what it is now, which is covered on NBA TV. You have uh, each team's website out there feeding, streaming games live. But to your point, it's a great experience. I mean, now what it has become is a great place for fans to go watch Anthony Davis play basketball, uh, go watch the top players um, in the draft, and also some young players. We'll have Clay Thompson out there. and uh, it, it really is a chance to get close. It, 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 they play it over at Cox Pavilion in Vegas and then Thomas and Mack. And if you really want to kind of get a behind-the-scenes look at all the executives talking about free agency and all the young players and who is better than you thought, who's not as good as you thought, making those snap judgment decisions like a lot of fans do, it's a fun experience. I'm surprised more people don't uh, attend. I have seen attendance growing, but I'm surprised. I think you make a good point. Bob, uh, when uh, was the organization made aware of the – uh, of Mark Jackson's personal situation and the alleged extortion of him, and practically speaking, what's the next step as an organization? It's just unfortunate right now. Obviously, it's unfortunate that it came to light yesterday. We, we were made aware of it recently, um, back a couple months. Um, but it's unfortunate, and um, I, I've known Mark a long time, and he'll, we'll, we'll work through it with him. But uh, beyond that, I'm just going to stick to what the organization released in a statement. But it is unfortunate, and um, we'll work through it. And uh, the best thing Mark can do and the best thing we can have Mark do is start working on these new draft picks that, uh, that I think he'll have his hands full. We've got a lot of young players. Fair enough, Bob, and we appreciate your time and our time with you too yeah. short. Fair to say that uh, I know no guarantees, but three of the four guys you drafted yesterday, realistic chance that three of the four are on the roster next year? Yeah. Very real. Um, if not, I'll be disappointed. So I'm, that's the plan. So let's hope that they can live up to uh, where we drafted them. All right, Bob, your final <laughs> choice, you're looking at Kuzmich or me. Was there any debate <laughs> at all over going American instead of Bosnian? We thought about you, but we checked character issues, and it didn't oh, come back right. <laughs> <laughs> that's unfortunate. Guess you did your homework, Bob. Yeah. Congrats. Uh, yeah. Congratulations once again, Bob, and thanks. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Take All care. Right. Yeah, Bob All Myers, right. general manager of the Warriors.